Hello and a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week we have a podcast regular. We have the amazing world-renowned facialist Nicola Joss. I believe this is the third time she's been on the podcast and Nicola and I just love chatting. We are so deeply aligned with so many things and in this chat we go deep, we go really raw and we go really honest. So we talk about our experience when it comes to skincare, whether or not we've both done Botox. I mean, you know my answer to that if you're a regular listener of this, but we talk about the pros and cons of facial massage and Botox. We also talk about insecurities that we have when it comes to our skin, but what we believe at a deep soul level as well. So I know you are going to absolutely love just putting your headphones in and doing whatever you do, whether it's walking or you're tidying your house, or you're driving your car, or you're sitting and chilling and listening to the podcast. And before we get into this week's episode, I just want to remind you about my 10-day face yoga course. So it's 10 minutes per day, every day over 10 days. In fact, you can take breaks. You don't have to do it exactly in 10 days. And it's all connected to my first book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, which you get a full digital copy of when you purchase the course. It's an online video course and your 10 minutes per day works the whole face. So it's a really great way just to go deep into facial exercise, facial massage. You've got the videos for life as well. So you can keep repeating it every 10 days. Use it in entirely the way that suits you. It's a great way just to really give yourself a natural facelift in 10 days. So if you go to faceyogaexpert.com, shop. Click on the 10-day course. You'll go through to Watkins Wisdom. So that's my lovely publishers of both of my books, actually, but Danielle Collins Face Yoga in this case. And you can buy it on there. It's £29.99, so £30. And as I say, you have a full digital copy of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga. You have your videos for live, and it is the most amazing way just to start to do face yoga for yourself every day. And a little request for you all, if you get a moment to rate and review this podcast, podcast, please do. Also screenshot if you're listening to it and tag me in at Face Yoga Expert. You can also tag in Nicola Joss as well. If you're going to be listening to this podcast, I know that Nicola would love to hear from you. We'd love to reshare any comments or feedback that you've got about the podcast. So let's get into this week's episode. Nicola, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. It's your third time back. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for asking me back. I love chatting to you. And you and I have said this before, we could talk for hours, couldn't we? It's just a delight to share the same kind of, not the same journey, but the same experiences. We very much align on a lot of our thinking and our practices, don't we? Absolutely. And last time we did the podcast, we said we have to do it again soon because we could have just kept talking forever, particularly when we went down the route of health and wellness and different yes. sort of potions that we use for things. So exactly. yeah, today is a, a chance to just delve a little bit deeper into that. I'm excited. Yay. So what I want to start off doing is actually today going a little bit back to basics. So most of my audience are very used to doing facial massage. Some, of course, will be new to it. But I sometimes think that particularly when I'm teaching, you know, I'm showing all these techniques, but perhaps I'm not getting back to basics and actually saying this is why we should be doing on a daily basis. So I would love you to talk a little bit about that and why you think we should be massaging our face daily and actually what the benefits of doing that is. Um, it's a really good point, isn't it? And you're right. I sometimes get caught up in the techniques and the different moves that you can do and want to advance, constantly want to advance my practice, actually, and then teach my clients and online and in clinic. But I think the point of it is, is, is to just, first of all, have that touch so that the body, as we know, really wants to be touched and um, massaged and it's, it immediately triggers all those happy genes and happy hormones and gives us a sense of balance and calm. So taking it back to why 
that's one reason, obviously, because it makes us feel better initially. You know, when someone's upset, if you give them a hug or if you're not feeling that great and you get a hug from someone, you immediately start to feel a little bit calmer, a little bit more of sense of, of, of what's going on and just having that tactile kind of closeness as human beings we really need that we are tribes aren't we so we um, evolve and learn and heal when we're together so taking that step forward the massage element really helps and obviously our bodies are designed to be stimulated by massage. So it builds up the circulation, it gets the oxygen into the blood and really helps with everything from cell renewal, um, with um, stimulating collagen and elastin fiber repair, and getting everything moving in the body, really stimulating the lymphatic system so that we can reduce any puffiness or inflammation, get the fluids in the body moving with either light or heavy massage. And working on the face, which is a map visually for what's going on in our body. So if you get breakouts in any section of the face, it can often tell you that there's something going on internally. So knowing that and being able to massage the face and remove again puffiness and sleep and stagnation is really important for us, as well as just making our skin immediately look better. Even if you're doing 10 seconds of massage with your cleanser in the morning or taking a cold cloth and putting it on your face just to help awaken you, that contact and that movement on the skin is really beneficial for our mindset. And it brings a calmness to the mind and also awakens the body at the same time. So you're almost kind of realigning your body and mind just through that massage. So I would say that's why we do it. Indeed, it removes tension and stress from the muscle tissue. And as we know, your emotional tension and stress is imprinted into your predominantly your facial, neck and shoulder muscles. So you pull everything in and towards you as opposed to releasing and kind of standing a bit taller and a bit looser and really holding your space physically. So that be why I would be yes. loving facial massage. <laughs> and I would agree with every point of that. And there's yeah. so many things I want to pull out of that, which I know would be really helpful for people to hear more about today. Let's talk a little bit about posture. So when people are coming into your clinics and perhaps they have jobs where they're working at a computer for long periods of time, or they've gone through a lot of stress or trauma, obviously we know their posture will be affected. How how do you find that this shows up on their faces? So it's a great question. And yes, posture. When I see someone come into clinic, whether they're a brand new client or indeed an existing client, you can immediately tell how they're feeling or what's going on with them to a degree by just looking at how they walk into the room. So when you're holding your shoulders round and high and your chin down, I mean, we even do this with screens, don't we? And it's becoming more and more apparent to me as the years are going on, how much screen time is affecting our upper body posture, which is predominantly in a negative way because we're pulling everything in and holding up. So by just looking at someone's posture, you can immediately kind of figure out there's not something positive going on or their mood is maybe low. And it's about helping with their breath and making them relaxed and allowing them to just drop their shoulders or, or, or talk to them in a very calm and very balanced way about what's going on. And maybe pointing out, do you want to just like drop your shoulders slightly for me? But when I get them onto the bed, I then do a whole body scan and I ask them to also scan their body from their feet all the way up the back of the spine, across the shoulders, the back of the neck and the head and get them to a place where they're really paying attention and focus on their muscles. And as soon as they start doing that and relaxing down, you can see a softness coming to the face and the neck so there's less pulling down of the, the jowl area the cheek area the, the jaw kind of 
will soften and lift slightly as well. So just by looking at those things, you can start to tell. And it does, it really pulls heavy on that jawline, the upper neck, the sides of the face, the kind of under the ear area, but also under the eyes can become quite stagnant if you're constantly kind of facing down the way. So just visually looking, you can tell immediately that there's you know, they're not really looking at facial massage or there's a lot going on that's not a positive impact in their life. And just to help them to understand that even by doing a little bit of facial massage with the cleanser in the shower, so they're not taking that extra time even, will help to realign those muscles the muscle formation of the face and remove that stagnation, which builds up with anxiety, depression, feeling low, not standing fully in your human power, you know, not harnessing the body. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit more about that mind-skin connection. So, of course, when we are going through, through those things you've just mentioned in our minds, so perhaps going through anxiety, depression, stress, we know that this shows up in our skin. But also on the other side of things as well, when we start to notice perhaps lines or wrinkles in our skin or perhaps spots or inflammation, we know that this can affect our mind often in a negative way as well. So it works both ways. And we both know that incorporating facial massage, face yoga, looking at our posture, deep breathing, anything to do with healthy eating, drinking water, all these really simple but effective things can make a big difference. But if you could just lead us through a little bit more about that mind-skin connection, and again, what you see on a day-to-day basis with clients, and maybe even what you've noticed yourself personally as well. I think the biggest impact is our chattering mind every day. There are so many social programs laid upon us, especially actually women, of how we should look and how we should present ourselves at certain stages in our life. And when you get to, let's say, let's use a marker of 50. When you get to 50, you're that age and therefore this should happen to you. And I think what happens with my clients and with people and everyone that I talk to when we get onto this subject is what we do is we look in the mirror every morning and instead of being positive to ourselves, we impart negative conversations immediately. And we look out for those factors that are programmed into our society to deem us as being old or not worthy or uh, not um, in a position where we should be gaining our youth or do do you know what I mean it's that Mm. kind of like well you're this age so this is going to happen to you so therefore you look in the mirror for it and you immediately start a conversation with yourself on a negative basis Um, so I think it's about really looking at that because that is tiny tiny micro conversations of abuse that we give to ourselves and actually we're not harnessing the fact that this beautiful gorgeous journey that we're on at whatever stage we're on is beautiful and gorgeous and to live our lives as opposed to being in fear of getting a wrinkle or our skin slackening slightly or we don't look like you know Sally on Instagram or 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 John on Instagram or whatever these factors are that are pushed into our visual space constantly and everyone's to a degree, slightly addicted to the the screen, the phone, social media, the aspects of that. And we know that's changing and people are becoming more aware and there are narratives built around the negativity that comes from those those platforms. But I think it's just to bring it back to uh, every time you look in the mirror in the morning is to go, hey, you, this this is what I have. Let's harness what I can to make the best of what I have and not not focus on the negative aspects of aging or of like you know pigmentation coming or or lines and wrinkles or sagging because it's actually a natural part and progression of being here and it's part of our journey so to harness the ability to embrace that and also just to understand that those are all natural parts of aging and aging is not a negative 
aspect. It's we should be joyous that we're still here every day and and another day and another day and we're still enjoying this journey and it's it's a big game and sometimes this game game can be difficult and negative and you know there's lots of hurdles to overcome but just to breathe and step back slightly and observe the fact that you're here and it can be difficult there's been lots of fear and anxiety especially the last few years with everything that's happened to everyone on the planet but to step back and go okay actually we got through all that and we're always going to come into contact with different hurdles and and challenges and understand what we can overcome that it's a bit like the menopause situation for women hopefully we're all going to go through menopause because that's a marker as to where we are in life and to understand that it's a very natural process and it can be difficult and challenging because as our hormones fluctuate and change our our skin is definitely affected and our mind is affected and our sleep and all those factors that our body has to go through but it's a natural process so I think what I'm saying is just embrace it and none of us want to look old or haggard or wrinkly or sagging so a lot of it is mindset and it's it can put us into that pit of fear anxiety and depression but actually to stand tall in your age in your years and your experiences whatever they are they may be vast or they may be, may be minimal not one is better than the other but the best thing is that you're here experiencing this life. <laughs> so I always say to my clients, kind of just like, just calm a little bit about it. Yeah. You know, I have clients that come in and go, oh my God, I'm 35 and I'm seeing lines. And I'm like, you're, first of all, you're only 35. Yeah. Right? There's so much more to be going on. Get yourself a good skincare routine. Take a little bit of time out to honour yourself whether it's 60 seconds every hour to just sit down, put your screens off, breathe into your body, put a little bit of kind of a massage balm on your hands even, or take time to just do some pressure points in your face and, and, and appreciate, accept and thank your body that you're here. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I agree with all of that. And as you're talking about that, in a moment, I'd love to hear a little bit about your personal sort of ups and downs when it comes to this process. And before you do, I'm going to tell you mine. We'll have a bit of a therapy session here. So let me tell you how I feel sort of 95% of the time. 95% of the time, I feel it's such a privilege to age, just as you said. I feel so blessed for every day that I'm here because I know that so many people don't have this privilege. I'm also fully embracing the aging process because I believe that our natural skin is so beautiful at 20, at 30, at 40, and then even at 70, 80, 90. I also very much connect with myself at a soul level and really just look at this shell that I'm in as a shell and know that actually this is changing all the time, but that's not the real me. Who I am is me very much a soul level. And I also feel hugely um, blessed and grateful that I have and know the tools in my own hands to be able to help my skin look the best it can for the age that I am. And I'm also very blessed that I have other beautiful skincare tools, whether it be something from a gua sha or to a jade roller or a cancer wand or whatever it might be. And then again, I know how to use these. So this is how I feel 95% of the time. 5% of the time, and let's probably say that this is probably when I'm hormonal as well. (laughs) This is how I feel. I feel like as a woman, it can be really difficult in the society we live in to age. As a woman who is in the public eye, it can be quite difficult to go through that aging process. And also as a woman who's in the public eye, but is known for her face, it can also be a difficult process because I've made the decision not to go down the route of Botox and fillers. And I feel that we are so lucky that we're in an age now where people have choice. They can choose to go for so many different options. You know, if we go back a hundred years, women didn't have choice when it comes to their 
their skin, when it comes to their beauty. So we have choice now. But I've made that decision not to go down that route. And I know that either sort of outwardly or quite inwardly and subconsciously, there is a comparison between me as a 40-year-old who hasn't gone down that route and is in the public eye and talks a lot about face and skin compared with someone who perhaps has gone down a route where there isn't any lines, any wrinkles, you know, everything in their skin is so-called perfect because they have gone down that route. And there's definitely for me at times, and as I say, this is 5% of the time, an insecurity there, which I'm only starting to feel the last couple of years and I imagine in another 10 years or another 20 years that's going to go either way it's either going to stick at 95.5 or hopefully 100% of the time I'll feel fully in myself um, or it might go a little bit of a percentage the other way I just don't know so that's sort of my feeling around I'd love to know yours really (laughs) well I agree with most of what you said, in fact, Mm. everything that you've said, I'm also there. I, when I was younger, I used to struggle with massive anxiety from being a very young child for no reason. I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't struggle. I wasn't abused. There was nothing apparent going on. I just am probably wired slightly anxious for whatever reason, might be perhaps because I really needed to connect in on a soul level with myself at a young age and didn't want to do that because then move into teenage life and, you know, everything explodes, doesn't it? Um, So anxiety has always been a factor in my life. And I think when I was younger, in my 20s and my 30s, I spent most of my life panicking about not looking like everyone else or not being beautiful or being too tall and then not being tall enough and then having boobs when no one else had, but you know, whatever it was, it didn't matter because it wasn't actually about that. It was about the anxiety, which triggered in a a self-awareness way. And I don't think that actually changed until I had children and I grew up properly. I think I just came to an understanding that my body was such an amazing vessel. And I, like you, believe that I'm just renting this body in order to have this journey on earth. That's my belief system. And I love this body because it allows me to have this gorgeous journey, good, bad, negative, indifferent, whatever challenges that come up. So, you know, sometimes my daily life is I stand at the end of the garden screaming because it's all too much. But then I can't, very quickly I can focus back in and understand that I also have the tools to, in order to realign, rebalance and reset. And that definitely is part of that has been through my work in the beauty industry. So I harness those tools and I, every skincare is available to me to try and, um, you know, make myself look the, the best I want to look as well. But I, I very much understand that aging is a privilege for sure. But also, you know, if you're not aging, you're not experiencing, you're not here, it's not going, you're not. And I've been 20. So I've had that skin of a 20 year old and a 30 year old and a 40 year old and and you know and it keeps going and I want to have the skin of a 70 80 90 100 year old because every line and every scar has a story and if you look at it that way and understand that you've had that skin when you were younger, we always want, everyone seems to want to have that baby, glossy, dewy, line-free, impossible-looking skin. And very few people have that. And you can achieve the best skin that you can get, but, you know, you have to work a little bit at it. I also chose to not look at invasive procedures. I definitely tried Botox when it first came onto the market because I wanted to be able to give advice to my clients based on my experiences for me. But I'm very much like you. So I do struggle. 
I do have days where I look in the mirror and maybe I haven't slept well and I look really tired and I've lost the color in my skin because, you know, I haven't moved or whatever those reasons are. Sometimes I wake up feeling great, look in the mirror and still have a negative, like, oh no, I, <laughs> oh, I wish I was, you know, or I wish I was thinner. But actually you end up just wishing your life away and, and wasting so much precious time. You could be doing something that's far more important. Yeah. So I'm probably about the same as you, maybe, you know, maybe 90, 10, sometimes 95, but it, it kind of fluctuates. And again, I, I think it depends on hormone imbalances yeah. and you know what's going on in your life. Because I think if there are negative factors or challenges going on in your life, be it family, friends, your works, whatever it is, um, you immediately bring it back to you, don't you? So if you're not feeling great about something that's happened at work, for instance, you will immediately start attacking yourself. Or, well, maybe that happened because I'm older or because I'm not as pretty as her or because I've got whatever these things are there. None of those things are true either. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the page that you are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting that you know, you tried Botox and now it's not something that you would use as much. What was your experience when you tried it? Were you happy with the results? Were you not? And how do you find sort of the difference, sort of both personally and also professionally, between Botox and face massage? Obviously, they're worlds apart in many ways, so it's quite a hard comparison. But I'd just love to hear your thoughts and your sort of honest opinion on it. So when I tried Botox and fillers, because... I wanted to, and I wanted to see what that experience was like and what it did to my skin and my face and how my body felt with it. I, so I can tell when I'm menstruating as in when an egg is released, because I'm really aware of my body. I'm very aware of everything that goes on, how my body works due to my education, but also just my awareness. I did not enjoy not being able to move my facial muscles. I didn't, enjoy having fillers put into my face because it didn't feel like me like I could feel I could feel the the, the substance um <clears throat> and I'm very expressive so it it didn't really work for me and we're talking 20 years ago when it was first kind of no one was having it or you certainly didn't speak about it and you'd be in a waiting room right you behind a magazine in a waiting room not looking at anyone <laughs> just in case yeah but that's very telling even that because I know we've very much the mindset has moved and everyone talks about it and actually mm. it's completely flooded the market but what I find for my clients are a lot of them still don't want to say they're having it Mm -hmm. or they'll make an excuse for having it because I think there's still it's not a stigma but I think there's still an unknown isn't there am I proving what am I actually well I think there is a stigma still sure yeah I agree with you I think it's far less than it Mm -hmm. was yeah but I think people are maybe still unsure of what it is they're actually putting into their body and will it have an, an effect and why am I doing this? And what's the future of my skin going to be like? Because we know what this future of your muscle tissue is going to be like, don't we? It's going to be slightly depleted of vibrancy, buoyancy and strength for sure. But also to remember that our bodies at any level don't really like being attacked. They go into um, repair and they go into fight mode. So that's why when you and stimulate collagen by either needling or using heavier needles to, to have other procedures, the body goes into fight mode. So you produce a mass amount of the, the ingredient, if you like, and then the skin looks great. But actually that's because it's responding on a, a attack level with regards to um, doing things like facial massage and, and spending time breath work. People still don't understand importance really of breath and how it can en- enliven you and actually really proper breath work kind of acts like an anti-aging tool as well right so when you look at things like breath work and massage and the pleasure that the mind and the body gains from it that is also anti-aging I hate this term anti-aging I hate it because it's, again, it's a negativity, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We are meant to age. So 
harnessing the aging process and perhaps slowing it down by stimulating the body to keep creating and not lose those kind of T-cells, not lose those important factors that allow us to keep regenerating. But also the mindset of understanding that we are a regeneration organ. Mm -hmm. We keep going, we keep recreating ourselves. Our bodies are just so phenomenal. I wish that we just had more education for our teenage girls and boys at school on the phenomenon of the body, not just Mm -hmm. the biology section of it. I think that would help us to understand a little bit more that we create new organs, you know, after a period of time, that our skin is consistently shedding all the time, excuse me, all the time. but not yet (laughs) absolutely well I agree and it really needs to be that education not just for teenagers but for us at all levels and I think because we're in this industry we sort of presume that everyone knows that they can massage their face that they can breathe deeply that they can eat certain things they can take certain supplements and this is really going to help and be a really great alternative to something like Botox and fillers but actually the reality is is lots of people don't know this of course my listeners on the podcast know this because they're listening to the Face Over Expert podcast but many many people don't and it does seem for many women and men that are going through times of insecurities about aging insecurities about their skin something like Botox and fillers is the only choice that's the only way that they can go forward and actually perhaps they don't know those tools as well to talk about that sense of self-love to build that self-esteem to build that self-love because those tools in many ways are probably more powerful than the tools of actually touching our face with our hands you know when we can really truly embrace who we are and particularly at a soul level as we were talking about earlier then that just helps give us that boost and we might still have that five percent or ten percent of insecurity but we are going through a human experience we have to remember that as well um and you know like i said at the beginning i'm always pro-choice when it comes to any treatment any procedure but what my wish is that everyone has the education the understanding of all the choices because I think if you do know all that you can make a really informed choice but as you say something we just don't know at the moment is any long-term effects that something like Botox and fillers might have a what the toxins perhaps are doing to the body on a long-term basis but b we don't actually know how the skin and the muscles will respond with regular use in 10 years time or 20 years time or what will happen if somebody perhaps stops it for five years or 10 years and what actually is going to happen and like you say it's been such a long time since you've sort of gone down that route that actually you probably haven't got that personal experience of being able to say okay well it it did this and it did that because you probably didn't have it often or frequently enough and you've done so so much sort of natural (laughs) since then but um, I think that that is a concern um, for people ongoing but perhaps you know many people don't realise that there are other choices and as I say I'm pro-choice but I just wish like you that the education was there but that's what we spend our days doing is is educating and and showing people tools that they can use. Sure absolutely excuse me I think the other thing as well is people seem to think it's it is you know um, in their 20s it is the next step to prevention and to stop you aging and to stop you looking wrinkly and but actually that's not entirely true as well, because um, it will definitely prevent you from using your muscles to the best of their ability, because the, the Botox is designed to stop the movement of muscle. I mean, initially, when it was first on the market, sure, everyone was pretty much paralyzed. And then obviously things like Botox and fillers advance and research is done. And for sure, um, everyone should if they choose to have that um, choice and be able to go and have that. And certainly by someone that's um, a, a practitioner qualified to do that at a doctor or Durham level, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the regulations around it obviously consistently need to be addressed and looked at and improved. But I think it should not be your first step into not having what everyone seems to think is the ugly aging thing which is lines and wrinkles Um, because often what happens as well with Botox is after years of using it as I have many clients that use it 
you have that loss of volume in the muscle and in the face. And then the next thing they do is they have fillers as well as Botox to fill back up <laughs> the volume in the face. But I've not seen, <clears throat> I, I tend to, to be able to see filler very quickly on faces because it's not a natural part of the, the volume of their face. They're adding in volume, a, a level or a layer that's perhaps not a natural layer. Um, the good thing about um, massage with regards to Botox is it's actually really important to massage your face if you've had Botox because you want to keep the muscles as healthy as possible, keep that blood flowing so the blood is full of nutrients and oxygen. So you want to make sure that it's hitting all those areas of the face that are perhaps not moving as much as they should do. So they're, they're, the circulation is a little bit slower, a bit sluggish. So it is important. And, and the myth is if you massage Botox, your Botox, the areas that are Botox, you're going to lose the Botox quicker. Um, yes, that's true, but it's such a minimal time of loss that it's, it, it's really irrelevant. So the massage is, is very much important as well. If you've had um, filler that's perhaps been in for a while and a little bit stagnant or not done exactly what it's done, because often I see people that have had filler and it's not correct. By very gently massaging that area, you can help to improve the look of, of the skin and the actual area of the, the, of the face that's been um, filled with filler. So there are positives to having massaging your skin if you've had those treatments as well. I just think it shouldn't be the first step into because it, it still shrouds the whole, it keeps the aging process in that negative manner, doesn't it? have this injection and it will eliminate but actually as it does absolutely and you know on the other side of the argument it is a quicker result than something sure. like face massage you know and that is a reason that many people would choose to do it you know with those deeper set lines and wrinkles we know through yes. facial massage and through face yoga and through using facial tools they can be reduced and even completely diminished but actually it's not going to happen in one five minute session going into your dermatologist no. it's actually going to take a little bit longer it's going to take the time Time and it's going to take the dedication and I've heard plenty of people say to me Danielle I have not got the patience to do face yoga yeah. and actually you know for some people that is the biggest draw you know it's one injection or a couple of injections every six months so from that point of view you know I also understand that because yes. you know in that five percent of time like I say usually just before my period is due when I'm just fed up with life in general let alone my skin <laughs> I'm like oh do I have to be doing this every day? You know, and I'm not mm. doing it from that gorgeous place of self-love that I will be doing it the other 95% of the time. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Um, and then I, you know, it's funny because before this, I voice noted you and I said, how are you finding the Lyme laser? You know, because I'm really finding I've got... Yes you know, puffiness under my eye. I'll ask you about that actually in a minute. Um, yeah. Puffiness under my eye. And I said that to my husband last week. I was like, have you noticed this underneath my eye? He said honestly that is nothing and bear in mind this week is the week leading up to my period literally I'm today <laughs> so this is why I would be saying these things and you know his answer was to me he was like I know you love watching the real housewives but sometimes I think when you're looking at faces that have had so much done to them it sort of sinks into your mind a little bit and then you look in the mirror and see something different I thought that's an interesting observation because yes my guilty pleasure is a little bit of reality tv I don't do I don't have any other vices it is reality tv <laughs> but isn't that interesting how that was what my husband observed yeah interesting it's very interesting it's mm. funny as well just very quickly like looking at the social media platform and and filters um mm. that we all do from time to time i'll put a filter on that's you know it definitely looks like a filter because i, I want to play but mm -hmm. Actually, what's really interesting, my kids who are teenagers have just signed me up to a new platform called Be Real, oh, which is just pictures. And there's no filters attached okay. to it at all. And it basically is just, they send you a picture of where they are right this second. And the other side of the camera will show you where they're at. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So if I'm sitting in this room talking to you, yeah. 
you would see a picture of me, but also you'd see a picture of what I can see. So it's called Be Real and I quite like it. I feel like I'm promoting a platform. But (laughs) actually my point of of talking about this is there is nothing but being real on this. And the kids are are, are really into it. And that, I kind of had a really lovely chuckle to myself about that because it's like, yes, maybe it's turning. Like the kids are tired of the, the madness of the unrealistic and also the fact that, you know, everything is being heavily pushed into that avatar world as well. Create your avatar and yeah. be the best cartoon version of yourself. And then when you do look in the mirror, you're like, holy moly, actually, mm-hmm. I forgot I looked like that because I'm yeah. constantly looking at my face on a screen, which is very different. I'm looking at everyone else's beautiful, amazing, perfect skin and face. So I kind of think it's really a breath of fresh air to see that these kind of things are coming in. So maybe we're shifting away from it as well. Maybe we're moving away from that kind of perfection that's not real because it's not. It's Our skin. Not real. No, no, it's not my, real, absolutely. And I think it's interesting you say that, moving away from it. And I think what we're going to find more and more, which I've noticed over the last couple of years, not just with skincare and face, but with everything with views and with opinions and everything I think there's polarity and I think the polarity is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and what I think we're going to find is I think we're going to find more and more people going into the camp of okay I'm going to do natural I'm going to brace who I am you know I'm going to look at who I am at soul level be on this soul path and I think there were going to be more and more people that are going to go even more down the route of I mean we've got Botox we've got fillers but I'm sure in another five years time there'll be other things we don't even know exist at the moment Um, you know facelifts plastic surgery all that type of thing so I think we're going to notice both actually I think both are going to grow no I 100% agree with you it's almost like this world is really splitting into two isn't it and there there are those that are on one level Mm -hmm. maybe uh, one level of ascension let's say on a soul path and there are those that are not and neither camp is better than the other it's the journey that you decide you may decide to come and have this human journey as human experience and experience those types of things yeah. where it's very avatar, it's very metaverse, it's very filtered, it's unreal, but that's also a human experience, isn't it? And perhaps so, that person's purpose, perhaps they're here yes. to live that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because for a long time, I was very much in judgment of, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. And I just step back and have a word with myself. It's like, actually, no, everyone has the ability to do whatever they want, yes. you know, whatever you want. As long as you're doing no harm mm-hmm. to another human being or another sentient being, then knock your socks off. That's yeah. absolutely fine. I'm here to give you as much information and education as I can for what I look at and what I love to do and what I'm qualified and trained to do. Um, but you also can go way the other way and do exactly the opposite, which is good too, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It depends, and I, it depends what you want, absolutely. And I think that there also will be people who will jump between those two polarities yes. all the time. And I think that's okay as well. And perhaps, you know, if they're truly following what is their purpose, that is the right thing. So there might be yeah. someone that dips a little bit into, like you say, the the more like the filters or the surgery. And then actually they want to dip a little bit into more of a natural approach, more a soul-based approach and sort of flitting between the two. So, you know, I think we'll see that more and more as well, which again will be super interesting. But I think yeah. you, like me, are, are quite an old soul and perhaps, you know, we've had, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've had many, many lifetimes and actually it's taken me quite a long time to get to a lifetime where I am so connected with myself at a soul level and I think I lost that definitely during my teenage years and a good chunk of my 20s and really it's not until the last few years I feel like I've embraced who I was probably when I was born you know because as children we are who we are at a soul level um but I don't believe you know this is this is my first time on this planet this is my first time in a human body and actually you know I don't think if someone listening to this is thinking I don't feel connected with myself like this we're at my intuitive level you know I'm finding it hard to navigate this human experience actually many people this is their first time as being a human yeah. you know yes. if you want to go down that route we're going yes. down that sort of spiritual route 
little bit. But I have a feeling like me, you know, you are perhaps a, an old soul as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm coming back onto this planet after yeah. this lifetime. I think I might try something new, something Why else not? in the universe. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Be somewhere yeah. else. I mean, yeah. I think I've been, I know I've been here many mm. times and I've done regression, which yeah, clarifies to me. Um, so uh, yeah, hundred percent. We've definitely been here many times. We've probably done this this many times as well. I think we've chatted oh, and last sure. night. <laughs> I'm sure we have, definitely. And would you describe yourself as a as a highly sensitive person as well? I don't know if you've done much sort of diving into um HSPs, highly sensitive people, but would you describe yourself as that? Yeah, 100 yeah. percent yeah. Really highly sensitive. Yeah. Um I guess when I first looked at it in my 20s, it was, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was an empath because yes. that was kind of the words um, that were used then. It's kind of evolved from that now. I think as, as more people are waking up to this, to, to what this is perhaps or what your soul's journey is. So yes, I am highly sensitive. Um, I know how to harness not being. Mm-hmm. I know how to um, certainly protect myself or what I tend to do is I'll now step back and just observe situations I used to very much get involved because I was very sensitive to what was going on and try and fix everything or help everyone or sort things out but actually I step back much more and observe because that's really our place is to observe and make sure everything's okay and if you can help then people come to you for that you you can once that happens you definitely draw your own tribe to you you do absolutely and I can't remember if I asked you on the last podcast if you know your human design and your sun moon and rising signs astrology signs did I ask you I can't remember you did so oh, my, did. My, okay so yeah. listeners are going to remember this they're going to be like Danielle you did you did <laughs> you and I, I should have listened to it before we started can you remind think, us so my sun sign is mm-hmm. um Taurus. yeah and my my moon mm-hmm. is um, Sagittarius, actually, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. Mix for me, I actually just did did a new natal chart for myself at the weekend because I often do it like sporadically, just because I forget. I tend I'm one of these people that has so much information in my mind that it comes out when it's needed. Yeah. Like I almost channel my own information that I keep in my head. I don't immediately. Like I don't remember, I can't sit here right now with you and say I remember everything, but if I need to, it immediately comes. So things like my charts, I tend to forget those things. Anyway, I did it the weekend, but I did it because my niece just gave birth to her first daughter. Um, So I did her natal chart. I know, I can't believe it. Another girl in her family. And it's funny because my sister and I were on a call Mm -hmm. and we both said, gosh, a few years ago, we would have said, this makes us feel old. Yeah. But actually, it doesn't make me feel like I'm a great aunt. Normally yeah. you think of great aunts as being like old, yeah, gray yeah. hair, yeah. twin set in pearls. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my sister's actually a grandmother and she's so young. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make us feel old because we're in a better mindset and actually yeah. just what joy to have another human being on the planet. No, I know. I'm going to go and steal her. How gorgeous. <laughs> and what's that but, sign is she? So she's Libra. Ah, oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Beautiful. Yeah. So I did a 25 page chart for her. So off that good, I didn't do it. I obviously yeah. went online and did it properly. Yeah. But going back to your question, I kind of do. Um, but I'm, there's so many aspects, isn't there, to your natal chart sign? It's like you think you're Taurian because that's your. Yeah. Your, You've been told but, you are. Yeah. Right. And I am to be very, very Taurian because I'm very much a fixed earth sign and my children are water, so they flow around oh, me. Can never catch them. <laughs> but I also have Sagittarius, which mm-hmm. I have a lot of Sagittarius traits being my moon. So um yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And your human sign? Did you? I can't. No, I can't remember either. You see what I mean? I forget. But let's do that offline. Let's do that. Yeah, look it up. And honestly, one of the best things I've done. It's really recently I've did actually. Um, Erin Claire Jones, who's human design design expert, came on the podcast, and she does what's called your human design blueprint. So you send across to her, you know, your time of birth, your place of birth, date of birth, and she sent me through. 
I think it's about, oh gosh, 40 page document and it is everything. And literally this document is like Danielle in 40 pages. It is so spot on. It's amazing. So I'm really getting into human design at the moment, particularly actually now I'm doing more and more business coaching for women in wellness. You know, I'm encouraging them to understand their human design because I think when we use that, particularly in our work and our career and our business, it can be so powerful because we don't think we have to do things the way we perceive everybody else doing them. We do it according to who we truly are at a soul level. And when we do that, makes such a big difference it really does I did I did do it Mm. but I did it years ago the blueprint yeah Um, and I do actually need to revisit it so I am going to do it when we finish talking actually and it's funny someone said to me we were talking very a very similar subject very similar conversation um at the weekend with a very good friend of mine and she was talking about our blueprints Mm -hmm. our human blueprints and she said to me the way that the ascension process is working now on 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 earth for souls is we're moving into um uh, gold print so we're moving from our blueprints that we come in with yeah we're shifting in ascension to our gold print because we're coming into the another golden era which is a divine feminine energy so i was all i'm all in i love this i've never heard of gold print that's me either i hadn't either so i'll find out more maybe on our next Oh, chat. Yes. We can really Let's look at that. Let's do that. Let's do I will that. send. Yeah. Yeah, send it to Gold me. Print. Let me know what you are. Yeah, amazing. I will. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Will you remind everyone how they can get in contact with you, how they can follow you on social media? I'm sure many of my listeners already do, but if you just remind us. So the easiest way to get in contact with me is on Instagram at the minute, um, and it's Nicola Joss, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-J-O-S-S. Um, and on there, on my bio, I've got Linktree to to um to, you can then click on to either book an appointment with me online or come and see me at one of my residencies or indeed just send me a little message amazing Let's and i still chat. need to come and see you in clinic i love that we need to do that so yeah. amazing nicola thank you so much it's the best chatting to you i just absolutely love it i could do it for me another too. hour it's amazing i know thank you nicola take care pleasure you too my darling So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.